On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space. Let's just put it this way. This is an explicit podcast, but this is one episode we may be dropping the F-bomb a lot. We may be saying the S-word. Get your kids to bed. Get them out the room. Get your headphones in because it's about to get real. For real, for real. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. Our quote of the day. How embarrassing it is to be human. I'm going to let that sink in. (laughs) I'm going to let that sink in. How embarrassing it is to be human. Now, lady, like today's episode is, you know, it's going to be light and it's going to have some funny moments. It might have some gross moments, but I think that speaks to our quote of the day. How embarrassing it is to be human. As as I'm saying that, I'm having a, a slightly embarrassing moment because as we are recording this, I probably should have eaten dinner before we started recording because <laughs> my stomach is growling. And so, lady, as you are listening, know that if you hear my stomach, that means it had to have been embarrassingly loud because we usually edit out background noise. Yes, indeed. This is about to get so real. Let's just put it this way. This is an explicit podcast, but this is one episode we may be dropping the F-bomb a lot. We may be saying the S-word. Get your kids to bed. Get them out the room. Get your headphones in because it's about to get real. For real, for real. And I do want to say this is a no judgment zone. So we're going to share some stories, lady. And 
We just want you to, let's just envision that we're like all in the same place, okay? We're sitting on the couch, me and Dom got our drink of choice. You got your drink of choice, lady. And we just having girl talk and we chilling and nobody else is going to hear this conversation. But the difference is, <laughs> or the reality is Dom and I are about to put some of our business out there and we just need you to just appreciate the episode and where we're going with this. So I think we should just, just jump in with the first topic, Dom. Let's talk about shitting. Taking shits, taking big Ooh, dumps, whatever you want to call it. Okay. It's a part of life. It's a part it's of life. It's a part of life. Everybody does it. And if you don't, you probably should be seeing a doctor. Mm-hmm. If you are concerned about the level of shits that you take, go back and listen to our episode where we talk about our gut health. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. I feel, let me, before we dive in, Dom, I feel, I'm very excited. I feel like I couldn't stop smiling when you were reading the quote. I'm very excited because I feel like I've had some personal experiences with my shits that I needed to process with someone, but I never, well, my best friend, I do, she will be, a, yeah, she, I've sent her pictures of some big dumps and she will block me or be very upset because I just feel like I needed to share it with someone. And if you, what are best friends for if you can't take a dump? It'd be like, girl. It looks like an elephant came up in this bathroom. That's what kind of conversations this is that we're about to have, okay? Let's talk about shitting at work. Do you have any stories that you want to tell, Dom, about taking a shit at work or any pro tips for when you're preparing to take a shit at work? All right, so listen. What I will say is that, lady, it depends on your level of comfort mm-hmm. and who you are as a person in your workplace setting, okay? If you are fortunate enough to work from home 100% of the time, I will admit that I might be a little envious because then that means you go and handle business in the comfort of your home. And there is nothing like taking a shit in your own bathroom, okay? Now, what I will say is you got to be strategic, or at least this is how like I operate. You got to be strategic. If you work in a setting where it's a shared bathroom, where you have multiple people coming in and out of that bathroom, or maybe you're in a bathroom that is not only public, but it's also multiple stalls. So there really Mm. is no privacy. A few pro tips. Seat covers are your Mm. best friend. Okay. If your bathroom, if your workplace does not provide seat covers, you can get them online for the low. Seat covers are a must so that you can be comfortable because nobody likes to squat and take a shit. That's uncomfortable. Absolutely not. So, (laughs) and when you got to go, who has time to like sit there and unroll all that toilet paper so you can sit down? Seat covers, get you some. Your second best friend, spray. So whether that is, we're not sponsored by none of these products, so I'm not about to (laughs) listen to brand names, but y'all know, y'all know the products. That's right. Get you some disinfectant spray, Mm -hmm. something to concentrated spray. Yes. Something to cover the smell. Okay. Right. And then. My my third, so that's your two best friends. But then my third pro tip is to immediately flush. 
What does your courtesy flush look like though? Because I feel like some people courtesy flush and that means they do it once. What is your what is your courtesy flushing look like or sound like? <laughs> if I'm taking a shit, then I'm gonna courtesy flush multiple times. Yes. Every time it is about to drop in the toilet, that's what I do. When you're yes. about to when it's about to, especially if someone else is in there, as soon as it's about to drop, before it can stink up the whole place, or you hear the in the toilet, I'm like flush every single flush, time. Flush, flush. Sorry, environment. We wasting water over here. Cause... I know, I know. Mm-mm. But I will yes. waste the water. I will. Those are good, Dom. I like those. I do like to use the independent stall if mm-hmm. it's available, and then spray and clean that place out so that if somebody walks in behind me, I don't gotta walk out with my head down because it is it is embarrassing. I'm I don't want anybody to walk in behind me after I done took a dump. Like right. no, I'm just mm-mm. I. Keep that private. If it's a stall, though, mm -hmm. one more pro tip. What's that? Be strategic if you can, because sometimes it just hits you when you can't. Yes. Be strategic about when you go. Mm. So there tend to be high traffic times. Yes. If you can, go at a not high traffic time. Not when everybody's on their lunch break, right? If you can avoid it. If you can, if you can avoid yes. it, obviously we don't want you holding stuff in because that does impact your system, and we don't exactly we want everybody to have good gut health. Yes, and in, avoid embarrassing moments. I know we're talking about shitting, but I because my mom taught me when I was younger squat. Like I've squatted on toilets my whole life, basically. Right? Mm-hmm. We used to st- when I was younger, she would take us to public restrooms. We would stand up on the toilet seat if they didn't have the the little sheets or the covers and we would do it that way. But now, you know, I'll be in the gym. So I got a little thigh action. I could, I could squat a little bit. However, what I have experienced lately is that when I squat and I'm peeing, sometimes my pee, I don't know what's going on with my stream of pee, but sometimes it'll just splatter everywhere. So it's not like one single stream. I get the shit on my back leg, on my fucking shoe. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Now I got to wipe down my shoe. You too? Yes, yes. I thought it was but, just my pee stream. I'm like, why is my pee not going in a straight line? Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing. Here's the thing okay. with that. So it's two things. One, if you get wax, sugared, or any type of hair removal, mm-hmm. when there is no hair there, there is nothing to direct. Okay. Seriously? Or yeah. Yeah. I did not I didn't even put that together. Pay attention next time. You, okay. After you, yeah, after, I'm going to throw my bush out. I'm see how I pee. Yeah. <laughs> and then, or how hard, like how forceful you're being. See, I do like the little key, especially because I, when I see it starts to like go everywhere, I start to do the little key go where I like gently just yep. let it flow mm-hmm. out so I can control it. Another that's thing, the pro tip. That's the pro tip. Do your kegels. Make sure it doesn't splash everywhere. Tyra Banks also did a show. Her show used to be lit back in the day. I used to love the Tyra show. Yes. She did an episode that I always think about when I go to a public restroom. And she talked about how when you go to a public restroom, a lot of times, child, I be ladies, please don't do this. I've seen some women who go into the bathroom, just drop their pants and let them fall to the ground. Yeah. Let them fall to the, I can literally, you look under the stall, not even look under, you can just see underneath that their pants, draws everything just down to their feet. No, boo-boo. we can't do it. Next thing, when you're on the toilet and you're squatting, 
pull your pants away from the toilet bowl. That's what Tyra used to say. So your pants, because you squatting, but then your draw your drawers, your underwear or a panty liner <laughs> pad is all rubbing up against the toilet bowl. And somebody else then took a dump and it splashed shit all up on the toilet bowl. We can't do it. We no, can't. we can't. Mm-mm. No, we Mm-mm. can't. No, we can't. So protect your environment. Yes, because people have obviously missed aim and yes. have gotten stuff on on the floor, on Lord. the toilet seat itself. Like, you know, if you really, you know, there are the full seat covers. So, you know, mm-hmm. most bathroom stalls have like oh. the seat covers that cover just Just the, the seat. toilet seat. Mm-hmm. Right. But there are the seat covers that cover the sides of the toilet, like a full I did not know situation. That. Yes. No judgment. Two more things about shit, y'all. And then we're going to change the subject. I know y'all like, y'all are nasty, but this is this is the topic. We, we warned you, okay? So you may have to listen yes. to another episode if this is not the topic for you. I know a couple people who when they take shits, they have to get butt naked. No judgment. Yeah. But yeah. like in public restrooms. I know someone who- Oh, in a public restroom? Oh, yes. I know oh, someone I thought you were who, talking about at home. Nope. Oh, no, no, no. But I feel you at home. Yeah. But no, I know someone who in a public restroom, he- used to take off or yeah, that's what he told me. He would take off all of his clothes, like booty, butterball naked, hang them up and take that shit. I said, okay, do you think play? I, Hey, whatever works for you. Okay. You space. Them stalls don't be that big. I don't but know. Okay. okay. And I, I feel vulnerable. If I, that's, that's just me though. I would feel vulnerable. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to jet if, if you hear a fire alarm or if you hear the burglar or you know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to, I don't know who will be robbing a bathroom, but anyway, you you get what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I, okay. I get what you I get what you say. Like it feels a little, yeah. You know, I think one day in life we will modern technology and innovation. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe in our lifetime, hopefully, because right. we've come a long way from outhouses, and so yeah, maybe modern technology will be such that every restroom, whether it's in your house or out in public. We'll have like a bidet situation. We'll have a seat warmer and we'll have the hygiene things that we need. So you feel clean. You feel comfortable sitting down bare booty after somebody else has been there because it has all the things. All the sanitization and all that good stuff. I will say the last thing I want to talk about, there's so much more that we can talk about. Like clearly we've been talking about shit for like 20 minutes. The last thing, and I'm so glad that I've learned that I'm not the only one because I've had this conversation with a couple people. When you take a shit and you go to wipe, right? You know, we wipe front to back. Mm-hmm. And then you That's pull your hand up. I don't know about you. I look at my my toilet paper after I'm done. Yep. I like to see I what's make going sure it's on. Clean. Yeah. I want to see yeah. what does my poop look like? What's the consistency? What's the color? Yep. And then I look at my tissue like, okay, all right. Just to see what's, what's happening. But then- yep. The other day I got shit on my nail and I was so pissed. And I was like, why does it, I feel like, why does this always happen to me? That's it's so annoying. annoying. I feel so gross, but I wash my hands thoroughly, like yes. disinfecting all that. But I just be like, come on, can't we j- keep it together? Listen, then yeah. it makes me think about the quality of the toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And then how many other people does this happen to who don't be washing their hands for real? And I'm a clean person, Dom. So I'm like, if I, we're clean, like we're, we're clean, like our space clean, yes. we're like very tidy. For those people, I've seen people go into the bathroom and not wash their hands. And so if you got some shit on you, it makes, I'm so happy. The one 
the silver lining of COVID is like not shaking hands. I now have yes. a reason when people are like, oh, shake hands. I'm like, oh, let's do elbows. COVID, COVID. Yes. yes. Elbows. Because I don't want to touch this shit again. Mm-mm. Right. Right. Yeah. So, lady, if you thought you were the only one with shitty stories, you're not. We're you're in this not. together. We're it's in this okay together. to talk about it. Let's okay talk about it. it. We're humans. Okay. Yes. This is what okay. we do. This is what we do. This is what goes down. Now, the next topic is about hair woes. Now, many of us as Black women, we know that hair is such a thing. Like, I literally, Dom, have looked at my calendar and I'm like, okay, if I got this vacation, I got this event, I got to get my hair done on this day. Like, literally, I have a whole project plan for my hair. The crochet that I'm wearing right now has been so convenient because I can just let it rock for like a month plus. And it's just easy. But there are embarrassing moments that come along with this hair journey. Yes. Oh, child. Yes. Because I'm with you on having being strategic about oh, yeah. planning when I'm going to get my braids redone, when I'm going to get my faux locks redone, yes. like in between like vacations and events or mm-hmm. like pod, even podcast recording, <laughs> being strategic about taking care of what my hair looks like. Yes. It is a it is a big deal, and the last thing we need, mm-hmm. last thing we want, is for something embarrassing to happen with our hair, and embarrassing in front of other people, right? Yeah, like I know one one fear of mine mm-hmm. that is slightly irrational because of the way my hair is done. Okay. Is and maybe it's based in as I'm thinking it through, it's based in previous experience mm. of me doing manipulating my hair in some way in public, like maybe I'm taking it out of a bun or a ponytail yeah. or putting it up into a bun or a ponytail in public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a braid falling out. Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel that. I feel that. There was a time where I was somewhere and I think I was around white people and I really, I, I really don't want that to happen around white people because then you got to explain and then just the weird questions. But right. I think, I don't know where I was, but there was a braid, like there was a random braid in the street. Like some, I don't know why, how the braid got in the street, but it was a random braid I'd be in the wondering street. that when I see that. Yeah. Like what happened here? What happened and here? I was just so happy that the braid didn't match my braid style because then it would have looked like it was my braid that was in the street and I was with people and they would have been like, oh, your hair fell out or something crazy. And I would have been like, oh my gosh, like so embarrassed. So I, I, I feel you on that. Yes. Okay. Now ladies. <laughs> like, I'm debating. Go ahead. Let's, let's talk about this. Okay. Let's talk about it. I'm speaking from heterosexual experience. So when it comes to sexual intimacy, mm-hmm. now, lady, if you've been with your partner for a long time, then hopefully y'all are in a space where you are comfortable enough to have your hair tied up with your mm-hmm. bonnet or your head wrap at night. To protect your edges, to, you know, protect your style, whatever you got to do, right? hmm And even if you were not at that level with your partner, you haven't been together that long, maybe you were at a stage in life where you were comfortable enough with your authentic self that 
if you wear a wig and you take your wig off at night, you wear, you have a headscarf or your bonnet before y'all get ready to have sex. Mm-hmm. But what if he didn't see that in-between process? What if he didn't see the taking off the wig and tying up the bond, like, you know, mm. seeing the cap, the wig cap and your hair yeah. underneath and because you put a scarf over that or you put your bonnet on over that? Mm-mm-mm. What if he didn't see that process, right? Because, you know, you, you got your headscarf tied up all cute. You got your yes. fancy bonnet. So, like, it still looks cute, right? Yes. It still looks fashionable. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. It must be real. <laughs> there are times when that falls off. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? True. What do you do? Do you keep well, going? I have a little story for this one, Dom. Okay. Back in my day, I was back in, this was back in college. I had slicked down my baby hair, had a little side part, had this cute little curly ponytail that matched my curl pattern. And I had the ponytail up in this, this little bun or back in this little bun. So, you know, I was getting it in, doing my thing <laughs> back in my single days, doing my thing. And all I know is I had my bobby pins in. And you know how sometimes when you get your little wee ponytail, you got the bobby pin in. And sometimes the bobby pin will be poking like a certain part in your head. And it kind of mm-hmm. hurts, but you're like, I know it's secure. It ain't going nowhere. Yes, ain't nowhere. Well, that, that security abruptly just stopped in the middle of, you know, doing a do. And I felt my ponytail start to come out. And so I just held my hand. Lady, you got you to gotta come on Patreon and watch the video so you can see the visuals. Had my hand on the back of my ponytail like this. And I just kept going like, like nothing happened because I wanted to hold it in place and make sure the other person, you know, make sure he didn't see what was happening because it wasn't that type of, it was like a fling. It wasn't like a real relationship. So I'm holding it. And I had my hand up like this the whole time. And then afterward, I went to the bathroom and fixed that thing back in, made, laid it all down. Ooh. And I don't even think, no, I don't even think he knew. But it was so embarrassing in the moment because I was like, I didn't want my, my ponytail to come off. And I had this little barely bun back there and it just would have looked wild. So, yeah, that was that was almost embarrassing. Didn't quite get to the embarrassing part, but it happens. It, it Yeah, it happens. The hit. <sighs> Our hair, you know, we say our hair is our crowning glory and ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, in those moments, like, yeah, you hold on for dear life and hold on for dear life. And you figure out other you figure out other positions so that you can continue to hold on to your hair exactly. and get it in. My thing is hopefully we're not with partners who are gonna like make it worse, right? Or embarrass you or what the or like do something crazy where now you feel insecure. So that's that's the that's the 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 story on hair woes. Next, we're gonna move on to clumsiness. I feel like I was clumsy when I was younger, Dom. Me too. I am definitely me too. I'm not too clumsy these days, but I've definitely had moments where I've been walking by myself and I'll trip and I just laugh. And I'm just like, fuck, I hope nobody saw that. I just right. one of my one of my low-key fears though is like falling walking across the street or like falling in front of a big group of people. I feel like I get embarrassed easily, but I know how to laugh at myself. But I just feel like if I were to fall, oh, one time I was walking to the grocery store in San Francisco. This is what we do. We walk everywhere, right? Walking mm-hmm. to the grocery store with my little, I call it my granny cart, right? That my oh, grandma yeah, used to have back mm-hmm. in the day. Walking 
And there was a little elevation in the cement that I didn't realize. And when I was walking, my cart flipped over. I almost flipped over and rolled on top of the cart, but it didn't happen, thank God. But it was a busy, crowded street. And I was like, yo, somebody would have definitely caught this on camera and it probably would have went viral and it would have been a mess. Yes. So I didn't fall, but almost. Okay. Okay. What about shoe down? What stories do you have about? You know, I'm similar in that I have developed this fear of falling, like, and so, and we've talked about it on the podcast before about that fear of falling has kept me from like, engage, like going, when I'm going down escalators or going down stairs from like extreme high elevation, like I'm holding on for dear life, taking my time because fear of falling, right? And I recognize that a lot of that comes from not from actually falling down a flight of stairs or anything like that. But I remember in middle school, I can laugh at it now, but in middle school, this had to have been like maybe the first week of school. And in our middle school at the time, it was only seventh and eighth graders. So we're in seventh grade and we're walking across, we've walked across the street to go to the bus stop. And at that time, like, you know, we were all waiting in line to ride public transportation. So there's a long line of other middle schoolers, right? And it's me, my best friend, and two other friends. And the sidewalks are like jacked up because the trees, like they built the sidewalks around the trees and the trees keep growing and the sidewalks get jacked up, right? So we're walking. And one of my friends trips first. And I ended up tripping over her and fell. Both of us fell to the ground. My glasses got knocked off. And luckily, like we fell in front of this clinic. And so then a nurse came out and or one of some somebody on staff came out and was checking on us and like so my glasses had to get taped up and then I think I might have skinned my knee I don't know it was just embarrassing and I just remember not looking back because we had already passed the long line of students I just remember not looking back at that line of students because I would have been mortified, more mortified than I already was if I had seen their faces, right? Right. Did you hear laughing? Do you know like if any? I don't, I'm, I blocked that part out. I, I know, don't that's right. know if, I'm sure there was some laughter because it's middle school. Like, of I course. mean, because I can't even front. If I hadn't have been the person that fell, mm-hmm. I would have been dying exactly. laughing. Because exactly. Exactly. It's middle school. But that's yeah. the first week of school, down. That means y'all had y'all fresh, y'all fresh shit on. Y'all was looking all nice with well, the we outfits. We wore uniforms, so. Oh, okay. But you had your uh, new, new uniform. New, but... new, new uniform, new shoes, like, hey. you know. But at least and y'all then, felt together. Yeah, I know. It okay. wasn't just me. And it was a constant reminder because my mom couldn't afford to get new glasses at that point. <sighs> So I had to wait for the next insurance year to roll around for to get glasses. So I'm walking around with tape on the side of my glasses for months. And so it was a constant reminder of 
remember when you fell? And then there was the bus stop that we had to go to. And so like literally I had that visual reminder every day. And, you know, my middle school self was shy and awkward and super mortified. Mm-hmm. My adult self would say, you know, at this point in life, like, I'm going to laugh at all. I'm going to be, I will be still hella embarrassed. I would. Right. But I'm going to laugh it off. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm going to find some kind of way to play it off and exactly keep it I moving. Feel like, I feel like it's easier to laugh it off when you don't get hurt for real, for real. Sometimes, like, if yeah. you ever, you ever, like, get hurt and you try to laugh it off and you're like, yo, that shit actually really hurt. Like, I'm in pain right now. That's, that's when it's not fun. Yeah. I, I just don't like any of it, actually. Ah, it's all just mortifying. But I'm glad that you were okay. Yes. Should we dive into this next topic? Yeah, let's Y'all, do let's it. talk about it. Let's talk about gas, okay? Let's okay. talk about gas. Let's talk about how do you hide it? Do you hide it? Some people think it's funny. It still is funny when I hear somebody. I, th- oh, I feel awesome. like I'm 10. I, I feel like a little kid, like, or cracking up at, yes. Cracking making up. Making fun. It, like, when I'm with my sisters or, like, yes. you know. Mm-hmm. How about I was raised saying past gas? I was not allowed to say farted in my household. Isn't that interesting? With, I I think it depends on the household. My grandparents were like that. We could not say, not say fart. we could not say fart. And even we didn't say fart. We said fart. Ah, fart. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, but we couldn't say it around my grandparents. We had to say past gas. Past gas. And it's so funny because now my daughter, we're starting to teach her to say excuse me after she passed gases and my husband says fart and it makes me like cringe it's not a bad word and Mm -hmm. so whatever she's gonna say she's gonna say whatever like whether it's past gas or fart but it's so interesting how when you're raised to to say certain things like you just internalize it and it's still like a a bad word to me in some ways like it just well it makes me cringe like those it's a bad word but anyway gas okay now dom I don't even know where to start with gas. I do have a story I want to share with you, but I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to come in too hot. No pun intended. I don't want to come in too hot. Here's the thing is that what makes it so embarrassing is that sometimes it's unpredictable, right? Yes. And if you don't know what you, if you don't remember what you ate or what what impact it's going to have on you, if you were in a public setting, you don't know what could, it just sounds, it's the way it sounds. Like, you're right. I just, you you know, the silent killers where you don't know who did yes. it. That's happened to me plenty of times where I hop into a lift and then I smell that smell. And I'm just like, I know somebody in here farted. And that's fucking trifling that you just going to do it and keep the windows up and keep me stuck in here. And you know what you did, but I didn't hear it, but I could smell it. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm, the I'm worst, so pissed. The worst is on the airplane. Because that you too. on that plane for a long time. Exactly. And you don't know how. Just funky. But here's the thing. Hmm. There have been times. I'm sure I've been in situations where, you know, how you just got the bubble guts and you're just like, bro, can you get it together? And your body is not cooperating. And I know, I, I know I've let out some silent ones around people at some point. Oh, so, yeah, we all have. Yes. And you're just like, oh, that was me. And I ain't going to say a goddamn thing. Nope. I'm going to keep moving. Like, I, didn't wasn't, I don't know. Exactly. So I I guess I get it. But someone did that recently on a plane. And I literally just, I was like, I just put my hand sanitizer on. I just put my hands over my over my yes. nose. Because I was just yes. so, I don't want to smell your fart or your past gas. 
So yeah, that's. <laughs> I mean, but the reality is, is that we like. Why is it so embarrassing? I know. Why are all any of these things so embarrassing when these are things that we all do? Right? I feel like society though, right? We're taught yes. to kind of be embarrassed by some of these. But how do we, what can we do to kind of let that go, right? Like let go of some of that stigma around like, yeah, I'm at work and I had to take a shit, you know? <laughs> or <about> like <laughs> I had some, I had a bunch of beans and now I'm just letting them rip. Like that, hey. that. That that lunch was good. That that food was rolling, and especially on a Monday when I didn't have some red beans and rice, man, that oh food, that goodness. it was rolling. So and now so is my stomach. So is <laughs> so. my stomach. Do you like? Do you like? I know some people. I know some women in particular who are like, I don't care. Like I'll do it around my partner. I'll do it around anybody. Like I, if I have gas, I have gas. I'm too. I'm a little too shamed because I don't. I don't really like to do it in front of anyone. If it happens, it happens. But like I don't. Like I will hold it. I know it's not good for us. I read it's the book not, when I was younger. I will hold it too. I yeah. do, but if I'm around certain people, I'll get to a space where I can do it. Like even with my um, I went to the gym. I go to the gym like three mm-hmm. times a week, lady. And my trainer, he'll like stretch me at the end of the at the end of the workout. And so last week I was feeling gassy. And I was like, no, I don't want to t- take them deep breaths and just get too comfortable. So he he was like, okay, it's time to stretch. I said, I was like, hey, I was like, Sam, I'm a little gassy today. Let's get let's get the uh, stretch. And he just started laughing. But I was like, it's the truth. And I just I don't want I you don't to stretch blow me. You and out. these people, like, no, like I'm I'm we we good. Nah. I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, yeah. Nah, so for I straight up will. But you know, as you said that, that made me think about yeah, working out like at the gym yes. or like. I know there are times, I mean, I don't, I haven't been in the gym in a while, Mm -hmm. but on my Peloton, like I Mm -hmm. will like, cause it's me in the house and like, if Mm -hmm. it comes, it comes. Right. But I remember going to the yoga studio and you know, some of them yoga poses, particularly that happy baby pose. Cause I mean, we know that's real. Like we do that with babies because it helps release the gas. So, and I can't even front. If I am having a hard time, like with like my stomach is rumbling, but I can't, I like, we've all had those moments where you need to let the gas like yes. just pass. Right. Yes. And I will, intend, I will do that happy baby to help ease things along. That's on your back with your feet up. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you like put your knees like in, and you can put your knees in your chest and kind of rock yes. back and forth, just like uh-huh. you would do a baby. Yep. To help move it along but you're in yoga class i know and like i can't tell you how many times i have smelled other people's farts in the yoga studio because people just was letting it rip because i mean at that point like you can't like it's just it's just happening I know it's natural, but I don't like to smell other people's funk, whether it's like your breath, your farts. I don't. But there are times where I pass gas and I'm like, oh my God, I smoke. Is that is that weird, lady? Like, have you ever smelled your own? And lady, it's just us. You could be honest. Okay. Have you ever had some gas and you were like, oh, that wasn't bad? Because I know I definitely have. I was like, go ahead, girl. What you eat? 
Mm. See, so. and that's the thing. After <laughs> our conversation about gut health with Lauren, I really mm. started paying attention. Every time I pass gas, I'd be like, okay, hmm. how's my, did it, okay, maybe I need to have some more fiber today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me okay. check this out. Like this is, this is a, is a determination of like what yes. I've been eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, the last story I want to tell about this is. It's embarrassing, but you know what, lady? I've come to the realization that I am going to share this with the world. And if anyone makes fun of me, it's okay. It's natural. Oh, yeah. I don't think this happens to everybody. This was, I was so surprised that this happened. I don't know what happened, but here's, here's the story. I was at home one day working on a project and some, this is before having a baby. And a lot of times when I would work, I would stay in the office for hours and work. I'd bring a snack and I would just stay there. Sometimes so much so, like if I had to go to the bathroom, I know it's not good, but I would just be like, okay, wait, I got to get this one thing done. And I felt some gas coming. And so I, you ever have those little, it's like a little, I'm going to say fart, a little fart where it's like, it's small and you're like, oh, okay, I could just let this one out and then get back to whatever I'm doing. Like, it's not like a, like the big one, right? Yeah. So this was a little one, but it kind of needed a little bit of guidance. So I had to do it. Like I was sitting down doing my thing, had to do a little bit of pushing. So I pushed a little and something just didn't feel right. Cause I felt like squishiness and stuff in booty cheeks. <laughs> so mind you, my husband is home. He's behind me. He's in the kitchen. Y'all, I just sharded on myself. And so I quietly walked up the stairs, clenching my ass cheeks to make sure <laughs> And nothing fell, and he didn't know what the fuck happened because I was trying to keep it on the low, low. Went up to the bathroom, shamed myself in the mirror, like, bitch, how do, how do you do this at home? But luckily, it was at home. Yes, Cleaned luckily, it thoroughly. was at home. And again, I'm a clean person, y'all, but it, it happens. I don't know. I'm, yeah, it happened. It's it my happens. truth. Don't judge. If it's happened to you, know that you are not alone. It's okay. Team, please do not use this clip for social media. Let's keep this for the people that are on Patreon. And the people that listen to the podcast, we are not going to repost this. So clean myself up. Now, I don't even think I ever told my husband and I was going to take it to the grave, but I've shared it with you. So that's about it. We appreciate you sharing your embarrassing sharding story with us. We do. We do. And so on that note, we are going to move note. on to the next embarrassing thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it's still along the lines of passing gas, mm-hmm. but this is something that every, mm, yes, yes, I would venture to say every woman who has had sex with a man or has had any type of penetrative penetrative let me get my words together <laughs> vaginal sex right yeah so you Toy. have you have put something in your vagina let me mm-hmm. why am i trying to sound all <laughs> you have put something in your vagina put something in then there. chances are you have experienced queefing mm-hmm. yeah when i was younger it was very very embarrassing Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like mortified. Cause I feel like it, it was also this sort of, I don't even want to say societal norm, but it was something in my friend group where the boys and girls, I mean, we were like, what college, the kids, like we, it was something that was like, Oh, you do that. Like, Oh my gosh. Like it was this nasty thing. Now we grown as fuck. 
it's normal. You know, having a long-term partner right now, like I'm not embarrassed of it now, but back then, oh my, especially if it's like your first time with someone or it's just like a fuck buddy. You're like, yo, we not even all, we don't even be cuddling after. It's just this. And then you start queefing after. Oh my God, it used to be so embarrassing, but it's normal. It's normal. And I think that's the beauty of aging, right? Mm -hmm. Is that after a certain point in life, certain things that you would be totally mortified by. Yeah. You recognize are normal Mm -hmm. that everyone has experienced it or most people have experienced it. Yeah. And you kind of, you know, maybe you laugh it off. Right. Yeah. Or maybe you acknowledge that it happened and you keep going. It's not like this big mortifying thing that you have to stop and process. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. I want to ask if you were with a new person, Mm -hmm. would it be, would you be, would you feel a way? I kind of feel like if I was with a new sexual partner and it Mm -hmm. happened, I feel like I'd still feel a little bashful. I'd be like, pardon me. (laughs) I mean, maybe it might be a quick. Laugh it off. Like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But I don't think that it has to be like something that completely stops y'all from having sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're so mortified that, like, now you're like, you don't want, you don't want to have sex with this person anymore. Or you're worried about what this person is going to say about you to their friends or whoever. Yeah. Nah, you ain't dealing with that no more. And honestly, part of me is like, if any grown ass men or any grown ass people, are making fun of someone queefing, like it happens. And if you're the if you're the one that it's happening to, and you laugh, or you're like, "Oh my gosh, fine." But if the other person makes you feel away, they don't deserve no pussy. Ooh, don't give yep, that part. That part. It's that a wrap. I'm all right. I see you later. Peace. I'm out. I see you later. Cause like mm-hmm. what? It's normal. Like come on. It is. It is. Now the next topic. Hmm. I feel like I'm just telling all my business on the next topic. The best way we could word this is just, let's just say it, smelly vagina. Yep. Since coming from your vagina. Now, Dom, I'm going to let you lead this in our China with my experience after this. The reality is that, because again, what we keep, what we, the thing we want to keep pointing out is that yes. all of what we are talking about today is normal. So, every person who has a vagina that vagina has a smell everybody everybody you if you got a vagina it got a smell and sometimes your vagina has a pleasant smell sometimes it doesn't and when it doesn't that can be a result of a number of things. Mm-hmm. Maybe you changed up your soap. Maybe you changed up your body lotion or your body oil. Maybe it was something you ate or drank. Maybe you have an infection. And not just an STI, but maybe you have a yeast infection. Or some other type of bacterial infection. But there's something there 
that is causing it to smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you go to the bathroom, if you've had a lot of coffee, it's you're going to smell mm-hmm. your urine. If you eat asparagus, a lot of asparagus, mm-hmm. it will smell, smell up your urine. Yeah. If you've been doing a heavy, intense workout and you sweat a lot, maybe it smells like sweat. Yes. There's lots of things. Lots, lots of, of things. reasons why your vagina may be smelly. And when I and at least when I say smelly, I mean it smells different from how it normally smells. Because again, everybody's vagina got a smell. Mm-hmm. Everybody. I definitely, I'm when I say smelly, I'm talking like unpleasant smell, but I'm gonna tell you all why that's the case. But really quickly, I I think we most of us write this down, but take my vaginal health very seriously. Like to mm-hmm. have it smelling a certain way, looking a certain way, feeling a certain way for myself, right? Like just yes. I take pride in that. And so I feel like the older I've gotten, the scent has definitely changed. But Lord, and that's postpartum, normal. that's normal, right? Mm-hmm. And this is normal too. The postpartum journey, y'all. But they don't after having a Girl, after having a child, I feel like my vagina felt broken for a, for a minute. And I felt like I had a broken pussy. pussy. I had a broken pussy, Damn. yes. And I take so much pride. And having that good, good, which I know we all do, because I know we all got yes. that why, right, girl. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a trip because when I went to the bathroom, I felt like every time I went, to, I could, I could not wash enough. That's the first thing. I felt like I would just like, you know, you put your hand down there, do a little scent check. There was no spontaneous nothing going on because I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I gotta prepare for everything. I just can't. Mm-hmm. Every time I went to the bathroom, it just smelled like asshole, and I'm like, I just sat on the toilet. I'm like, do I just smell like ass everywhere? I don't know what was yeah. happening. It was a postpartum journey, but we had Star Dawkins on the show. And lady, if you're going through this, I want to share you. I want to share with you some of the products that I use. We're not sponsored, like we're not sponsored mm-hmm. by them, but they are black businesses. So I want to highlight them and go support them, please. I literally still have the products today. So we had Star Dawkins on the show. Star, you got to go back and listen to our episode. It was so lit. We talked about pH yeah. balance. Having your vagina smelling good. She has sweet cookie wash. And one of the items that she has as well is like the sweet cheeks. It's like a booty deodorant, but you can really use it for any part of your body. I love this. I love her washes as well. Another company, they have this bomb ass body oil. It's called Amorphia. It's a business. I think they're based in Florida. Black woman owned. And I love their Yoni wash, Yoni scrub. I, I used all of it. Okay. I used all of it during my postpartum journey. And now that my vagina is back to normal, thank God, I still use it because it just, it smells so amazing. So yeah, lady, if you, like Dom said, it's normal to have a scent. And if something is lingering or it doesn't smell right or doesn't look right, definitely see your doctor. Hopefully, please. Yeah, I hope I didn't say anything that offended anyone. That was just my personal experience. I just smelled, I just felt like I smelled like ass 24 seven and underarms because I was perspiring and it was just, it was a journey, but we're, we're past it. So, Dom, should we share this last? Yes. <laughs> yes. This last, like, embarrassing moment? You know, we spent a lot of time, we spent this whole episode talking about things that could embarrass you as an individual, like it happened mm-hmm. to you, right? Mm-hmm. 
But this last one is awkward more so than embarrassing for you, right? For you as the individual. Like secondhand embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, because this is, let's talk about these situations where you catch someone doing something or you see something that they wouldn't want you to see, right? Lord, Lord, Lord. So let's just be clear. Let's not talk in circles. So basically, let's say that you're talking to a coworker. And you're in their office and they're like, oh, let me show you such and such. And they go to pull up their computer screen. And what pops up? Well, we know it's a range of things, right? Mm -hmm. The people be doing that work that they shouldn't be doing, right? So it can range from they're on a gambling website Mm -hmm. to... They're shopping or booking their next vacation or the most, usually the most embarrassing one is the porn. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why in this day and age we have porn sites pulled up on our computers at work. Like, I don't understand why people still do this. Work? We know better. We know better. I wouldn't even go on on the work computer. That is just risky. They can see everything. I don't understand. People still do it, apparently. And so then you, as the person who's coming in and looking at their computer, you're like, oh, shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely get secondhand embarrassment. I would, I, I'd be embarrassed. What would you do, Dom? Like, Well, I think it depends on which situation it is. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. I think my immediate response mm-hmm. would be to turn away. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. And then probably to say something to the effect of. I'm going to act like I saw none of that. Yes. But that's your business. And, <laughs> and and I and I hope that, you know, now that you know that I know that you're going to stop doing this because that's, you know, it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And whatever it was that we were previously talking about, um, we're going to have to come back to that later. I'm going to need a moment to step out and I'm probably going to want to give them, I'm probably want to give them a moment too. Exactly. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Take some space. I feel that. But I think I'm going to be the person to like acknowledge like that's embarrassing, but (laughs) I'm not going to shame you for it. Right. Because I can imagine that the person is already like, oh my gosh. Yes. Right. Yes. yes, I'm going to just be like, you know, I'm going to act like I didn't see it. And I hope that we, now that you know that I know, we're not going to do this no more. No, I feel you. I would probably do the same. I would probably just be like, I would be so, I get secondhand embarrassment so easily down. Like I would be so, I'd probably be more embarrassed than they are. They like, are. Oh my gosh. Cause I don't want the, I don't want them to feel bad either. Cause it's like, okay, you did your thing. Now it has shit to do with me. But like, like you said, I'd be like, all right, see you later. That's your business. Bye. Yep. I do have two situations that just came to mind. One is I had a mentor years ago. I was trying to do something on my phone or I either forgot my phone and it wasn't working. I couldn't use it. So he gave me his phone to do something on Twitter. And so I got his phone, I'm on Twitter. And you know how you like go to search in Twitter. I was searching for something specific 
And on his phone, it said like big booty hoes or said something in like the Twitter search. <laughs> and I saw it. And it's so funny because he was like, he was a mentor and someone who also kind of low key seemed like asexual. Like I didn't really see, you know, he didn't seem sexual. I mean, he was just like an a actual girl. I'm sorry. I've just done that. That was the actual words that was typed in. Big booty hoes. It said something in there about some big booty porn, something. And I was like, oh. I was so embarrassed and I didn't even, obviously I didn't tell him. I didn't say anything about it. I act like nothing had happened. I don't know what's happening with my camera. I did not say a word and I just, I got, I did what I was supposed to do. And then I gave him his phone back and I was like, damn. And the next thought I had was, damn, I hope he washed his hands and washed his phone because he probably beats his meat and uses his phone and, and was watching whatever Twitter porn. And I was just like, oh my gosh overthinking it so that was that was one situation very embarrassing but he didn't even know about it so he couldn't have been embarrassed and the next one was there was a friend from back in the day and she had texted me but she must text her boyfriend and so she said something 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 and all I remember is her texting me like yeah daddy something 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 and it was just she was like oh my gosh I'm so sorry after (laughs) and I just laughed but this was like this was like 15 years ago, and that still that still makes me chuckle, which is kind of funny. Listen, this is why I say like check your phone before yes. you get sin. Oh if gosh. you are sending something, I mean, in general, do that, right? But yeah. particularly if you are sending something that could be inappropriate, I don't yes. know how many stories I have heard of people sending pics of new, yeah, new pics of their body parts to somebody in their family when they were supposed mm-hmm. to be texting their partner. Like, God. You got to double, triple check. Yes, be sober. Yes, don't do it yes. when you're tipsy do or it. high. Mm-hmm. And also, ladies, don't send pictures with your, with your, with your face in it. We, that that's just my pro. That's just my thing. I that's love to take yep, That's a pro tip. I, y'all, I hope I don't ever get hacked because when I tell you the news be lit up in this phone right here, however, <laughs> I'm telling nah, you, I might have seen something like, girl, but don't put your face in it. Nothing not the, that's not identifiable. Yeah. Like, nothing, nothing on your body that would be identifiable. easily identifiable. Easily. Mm-hmm. I know someone who they were threatened with revenge porn, and this person was going to like send all of their photos and stuff to their family, like start mailing out card copies of the pictures. And it's just, you get in tricky situations. You really can't trust, you know, a lot of people. So just be careful, lady, if you're going to be sending out nudes. And also make sure that it's reciprocal. Like Mm -hmm. if you send and make sure you're receiving too. Mm -hmm. That way, revenge porn, how? Because... I got stuff in this Right. We, exactly. we are, it's an even exchange. Exactly. Lady, <laughs> listen, I hope that you had a good laugh with us as we talked about some of life's really embarrassing moments. And hopefully you feel a sense of like relief of like, huh. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad somebody's talking about this because we all go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's let's right. stop pretending that we're the only one and let's normalize it. 
Be polite with your gas in these streets. Don't be farting on the airplane neck when you sit next to me. (laughs) Listen, have a spray, something to help us out. Help help you be neighborly about how you do it. Yeah. But we know that it happens. It happens. Everybody does it. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at her space podcast or check out our website at herspacepodcast.com and before we meet again repeat after me i attract abundance and prosperity with ease